Good morning, beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den, Pu'ule Agbayani, Alamia. Thursday. Woo, lots going on today. Just a reminder, we will be out at the HPU Shark Tank for HPU men's and women's basketball versus Point Loma. It'll be Kyle Galdera and I and Alan Mia and Paul Brecht holding down the fort here, making the magic happen for all of you guys. Broadcast will begin at 4.20 p.m. Uh, game time for the women is at 4.30 and for the men, roughly around 6.30 p.m. As we know, depending on how long the previous game goes. All right. Uh, lots to get into today. Definitely want to uh, get into the whole athletics director situation at the University of Hawaii at Manoa, but probably later on too, we have to talk about just that because being like a soccer fans, Alan, we're going to have to talk about the weird drama that's going on in U.S. soccer right now. Um, when you read into it, you're like, really? This is like totally unnecessary drama, but we'll tell you guys about that and give you my thoughts because it's just redonkulous at this point. Like it shouldn't even be happening. But anyways, Biggest news, at least locally, University of Hawaii at Manoa Athletics Director David Matlin is set to retire effective June 2nd. They announced that yesterday, like not too long after we got off air. Um, And then so he was named AD in March of 2015. And under his leadership, the UH Manoa Athletics Department has experienced success both on and off the playing field. While GPAs and graduation rates of student-athletes hit an all-time high, the men's volleyball team captured back-to-back national championships. Uh, 30 teams participated in national postseason competition. The football team was invited to five bowl games. 14 teams won conference titles. And 19 teams captured conference tournament crowns. So he's also hired 16 head coaches, the most by any athletic director in school history, and is the only AD to hire three football head coaches, being Nick Rolovich, Todd Graham, and of course, Timmy Chang, in addition to the other flagship sports in men's basketball with Iran Ganat, women's volleyball with coach Robin Amo, and baseball in Rich Hill oversaw approximately $80 million in facility upgrades, impacting nearly all of UH's 21 sports programs while also fundraising $45 million in the last seven years. And of course, dealing with the pandemic that was new for everybody and the Aloha Stadium or lack thereof situation. And I feel like he's navigated it really well. I feel like that's an unpopular opinion that I've always had about David Matlin because... Yeah, if you go online or the Twitterverse or the blogs, I know he's not exactly the most liked man, but I feel like he did his best with what he has, being that you barely have any budget (laughs) and you're very reliant on the state and the state decisions and what upper campus says you can and cannot do in athletics and what you can and cannot use the money for. Even if you're fundraising, they ultimately determine what's going on. So there's only so much you can do. It would be different if, you know, this was a private institution or a state institution that cared a little bit more about their athletics program. So I feel like he handled himself and through everything, again, like I mentioned, COVID-19 pandemic and the loss of Aloha Stadium as best that he could. Could it have been handled better? Likely, but it could also easily been handled much, much worse. So um, mahalo to David Matlin for everything that he has done. And from a human side, 
because we always talk about every time, you know, Alan and I get into debates about Leo Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, it's all about uh, Leo Messi just being a good human. And behind the scenes, David Matlin has always been a genuinely nice person and a nice human. Uh, He's been married to his wife, Dana, for a very, very long time. And they have two awesome kids that I have met and seem like they were raised very well. So, like I said, I know that a lot of people... It, at least the I always I always talk about the the loud majority because I feel like behind the scenes there's a lot of people that feel like he did do a pretty again a pretty good job considering what he had or lack thereof the resources that he had and but you have your loud majority all over social media and the blogs are like good riddance oh blah 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 oh you're so bad get out of here <laughs> I'm like oh my gosh literally and the biggest mistake he made recently the whole Todd Graham hire he actually did say that he missed on that hire and he knows it he took ownership of it where it would be very easy to just be like oh no I you know did this and I made all the right decisions blah 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 he was open about doing the wrong thing I brought this up when everything happened it takes a lot from especially a man let's be honest here for men to admit that they messed up. And I think that took a lot out of him. A lot of people don't want to hear that. They are still like, whoa, you still messed up. Well, you know what? If you perfect in your job and made all the right decisions, then go ahead and criticize them. But I doubt you'll find anybody that is that perfect. Let me, I'm going to actually take a different take on that that one point. But I agree with everything else you said. I've known Matlin, David Matlin, David A.K. Matlin for I don't know how many years now. And he's always been uh, a true blessing to be around. He's always given me front front row access to all of his stuff. I appreciate him wholeheartedly. Um, I think he's done wonders with what, he, like you said, he was given at the University of Hawaii. And, and make, make make no mistake about it, people. And if you ask anybody that that is associated with this program, with these programs, uh, that is around campus, that knows the workings, that 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 follows these guys because it's our job to do, and we have that access. Upper campus makes a lot of the decisions. Let's let's make no mistake about yeah. it. So you can blame you can blame David A.K. Matlin. You can blame whoever the new AD is. You can blame wh- whatever pre- uh, prior ADs there were. You can blame them all you want, but make no mistake about it. Most a lot of decisions have to get the blessings from upper campus, in which they don't. Um, but going to your point where you know he missed, I don't necessarily think he missed. I think for at the right that moment in time, looking for a head coach, Todd Graham, his pedigree, the programs he's been at, where he's coached, and actual the actual success he has had elsewhere, mm-hmm. and for the monies, I thought it at that time, even for me, it was the right hire. Turned out it wasn't, and and that's because of certain circumstances that have happened uh, during his tenure. That does not make it a miss. It makes it a bad hire, like you know, True. it didn't work out. But I don't. I'm not going to go as far as saying David Matlin missed on that hire because at the, technically we were winning yes, under Tom and, Graham. And we were winning. We were winning. Okay, but also look at it this way: think about it. If you're a mid-major and you had the budget of UH and Todd Graham was available, willing to come in at that budget, would you not honestly? No, and you got to be real honest with yourself because I think if 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 you're lying to yourself, you're going to say, "Of course not." You wouldn't. But even if you did your homework. You wouldn't have found stories the way his locker room was today. You would have found stories. Don't get me wrong. Every tenure he had, the locker room didn't ended up not liking him for whatever mm-hmm. reason. But nothing like what happened here in the University of Hawaii, where you had segregation and you had demeaning. Uh, you know, you you had an attitude of de- uh, um, demeaning people, and and and, and again, that and, was during COVID. 
Yeah, and, and separate and and so but at the time though, think about it. With an open mind and an open heart, that was the right decision for the University of Hawaii at that moment. Hey, a guy of this pedigree, this amount of money, I I'd have done it. I'd done the same no, thing. No, Alan, it should have been June Jones. Even though he didn't apply in that round. <laughs> it should have been June Jones. Oh my gosh. Here's here's the thing, guys. Which I've seen June Jones's name multiple yeah. times in who I should actually, be our ne- next athletic director, which we won't get into everyone's uh, comments on who will get who they want yet. We'll get into that in the next segment. But I just had to kind of throw that in there. But here's but here's the thing that still bothers me is anybody associated with the University of Hawaii in, in some kind of professional capacity, whether it's TV, radio, print. Maybe even an affiliated, not affiliated blog, but a non-affiliated, but affiliate slash, you know what I mean, the quote-unquote non-affiliated yeah. blogs. But people that are that have actual credentials, they will tell you David A.K. Matlin has done a, a darn good job. Mm-hmm. Darn good job. Superfan on Twitter, social media, like you said, I'll just say it. I'll call you guys out. Superfan, who act like they're associated with this program. They, they can't see the forest from the trees. And and that's the problem. And then you got a lot of people, a lot of like, you know, a lot of just lower tier fans, I would say, that follow super fans. And mm-hmm. then they think because they're super fans, they go to everything because they're fans. Then they hang on those words of those fans. And that's how that's, that, that spreads. Oh, David wasn't, David A.K. Matlin wasn't good. Or this coach wasn't that good. Think about what we are given here at the University of Hawaii. Yeah, just barely anything. It. And going back to just how much of a good person he is, to remind everybody that he allowed Fushio Yamashiro when Hawaii was playing away, and she had like her flight was delayed to come back to make it in time to run the marathon, which is her tradition that she always did, and it means a lot to her. It was David Matlin's call to allow her to ride on the chartered plane with the team back to Hawaii, so that she would make it here in time. And that if that didn't already tell you the. Type Type of person that he is and how caring he is of fans themselves then i don't know what to tell you he no athletic director has to do that to a oh, fan trust me no you, athletic director not even a ma- media person yeah. they, they don't even need to accommodate us you know yeah. it's all about the program themselves the team it's like i don't even care who you are but the fact that he did that should already tell people like man this guy's a pretty a pretty good guy and a caring guy that does care about the fans despite what like I said, the loud majority of fans think. Trust me. Go to the mainland, folks. <laughs> yeah. Go to the mainland. You're going to get a rude awakening, and you're going to realize we might not have the best, but we have the best. Mm-hmm. And again, he made like like solid, solid hires just to look at that. I mean, Timmy Chang, again, just he didn't listen to the outside noise, and I'm sure there were a lot of political noise behind the scenes to hire June Jones, but he went with his gut. He hired Timmy Chang, and so far, of course, like we say, there's a few more years to give Timmy in terms of wins and losses, but it's easy to say that, hey, you know what? He turned around the emotion of the program. He brought a lot of the alumni back. He was the perfect hire that Hawaii needed following that tumultuous ending of the previous regime under Todd Graham. And then Robin Amo, again, she had a rough start the first couple of seasons. But when she started recruiting, she's getting like amazing recruits coming in, finding a lot of success, doing all of this stuff. And he's really hit on those hires. And for golf, he's hired great golf coaches. He's hired coaches that were so good 
like a Nick Rolovich, and I believe it was like swimming and diving, that they get hired to go to other schools like Washington State, to a Stanford. So that he has that good judge of not only character, but just the ability to coach in the talent and of younger coaches. And actually, speaking of coaches, this is what some of the current head coaches had to say about David Matlin. You know, he deserves a lot of credit uh, for, um, you know, I've been in conference for, the last five years in the Mountain West and, and watching this program and our beloved program in state and uh, he does a lot of credit but personally you know I'm, I'm indebted to him you know he gave me my opportunity. I think I'm the number one indebted for sure uh, and, uh, as soon as he announced that yeah I did tear I did tear up I was like oh man and then um, yeah just wanted to come down here and give him a hug I texted him I was like yeah thanks for giving this little brown girl a chance a uh, local girl from Hawaii and Definitely indebted to him. I've been a part of UH Athletics now uh, uh, 28 years, since 1995, and in my uh, estimation, David Matlin and David Lastner are the best combination of leaders that we've had uh, at the university and in in the athletic department, Um, so he will be missed. I know people have their own opinions about it, but at the end of the day, he's made us better. And when you can walk away on your terms and be like, hey, this is what I did, drop that mic, I mean, I'm I'm really happy for him. And those were head coaches <laughs> of the programs. If you do, if you don't recognize the voices in the order, it was football head coach Timmy Chang, women's volleyball coach Robin Amo, men's volleyball coach Charlie Wade, and the last mic drop was soccer coach uh, Bud. And, and that audio uh, clip is via Rob DeMello of KHON2. You got I love how she's like, and drop that mic and walk away. And honestly, that's what it feels like. I know everyone's going to have their reasonings or speculations as to what's happening. Honestly, if I were in his situation and you see what's ahead of you with the whole Aloha Stadium thing and just... Like you, I feel like in that position, as much as you're like, oh, I won't, I don't pay attention to the outside noise, but it has to eat away at you eventually, just like celebrities and whatnot. So, hey, maybe he's just over it, doesn't want to deal with all this stuff anymore. And like Coach Bud said, drop that mic, and I'm gonna retire from being an athletic director. But I'm sure his career in something else is not done yet. I think he still has a lot more to give into this world. But when we come back, we'll continue this conversation, including who my personal choice would be for a new athletics director, and also just some of the interesting suggestions coming out from the general public on who the next AD should be and not that is not named June Jones. We'll talk about that next on Wake Up in the June Den. June for president! Hot like fire Cool like water Welcome back to Wake Up in the Den, Kule Agbayani, Alan Mia, talking about University of Hawaii at Manoa Athletics Director David Matlin announcing his retirement, uh, which will become finalized on June 2nd of this year. So still have, you know, the, the spring sports to go, but then he's an unpopular opinion that we might have here, but I believe he has done a very good job considering what limited resources he has, has and what little support he has from the state. But if I may say so myself, and this is without knowing if anyone or if they have anyone in mind or if anyone has even applied for the job yet or if they've even posted the job yet, but off the top of my head... I do like Lois Manning. (laughs) 
who is the who is currently the associate athletics director at the UH. She was previously deputy manager of Aloha Stadium. So she has experience with the Aloha Stadium and will likely know how to navigate everything that's going on with that. Uh, where she's And she was that deputy manager for eight and a half years under Scott Chan. Uh, she resigned at that time to be director of football operations under Nick Rolovich back in 2016. Had a 17-year stint at the UH before Aloha Stadium, 12 as sports information director. So she's done the, as you know, we always like to say on this show, because uh, Alan and I have done it since forever. She's done the grunt work. She's done everything from what you need to get the program going and running and also has that experience at Aloha Stadium, which David Matlin had experience running the Hawaii Bowl and Diamond Head Classic before he came over to the UH. So it's almost like a, and she's a, she's cool. <laughs> like she's a, she's actually a really good person to talk to. She has a lot of relationships here in Hawaii, which as we all know, that's very, very important for any position of power here. We're very unique. You need to have some awareness of the culture and the relationships in the business and personal relationships to really find success in that type of position, which I feel David Matlin had. So just in terms of resume wise, I think she is one of the more qualified individuals aside from the other ones that I've seen again, like June Jones and don't get me wrong. Sure. He was at St. Louis for a little while, but that's a high school program. Let's be real here. <laughs> it's a high school program, and this is D1 College Athletics. And I don't know. Some of those coach. private school parents are a little bit unrealistic, too. So, uh, no, I'm just, I'm just joking. Uh, sorry. People are going to be mad at that one. I thought it was funny. Anyways, I haven't really been able to give it much thought, but I like I like, I like, like that name. I like that suggestion. Lois, uh, Lois Mann, and I, I think would be a perfect fit. I think she bleeds green. Um she loves the University of Hawaii. Her main aim is to make sure she leaves it a better place. Kind of what David Matlin's whole thing was too. Just let me leave it a better place than it was when I got here. And um, and to be fair, it wasn't that bad of a place even before David A.K. Matlin because mm-hmm. you know you had you know say what you want about Ben J. Ben J. was the guy UH at the time needed someone to come in say what needed to be said, even though it was going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. And of course, those people that he rubbed the wrong way are the decision makers. So he's gone. And then came in David A. K. Matlin, who does a phenomenal job of writing the ship and 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 leaving it a better place than it was. And I think Lois is the next person. It could be the next person to really take that next step. And and especially as we evolve as a society where we sit here and we recognize the fact that women in athletics are just as important, if not more important, uh, than than a, a prototypical male, right? And so I think it would be a statement uh, that we have a, a female a- athletic director. I think it would be the right move because her credentials say so. Her credentials say that she would be a good fit for this program. Um, I, I can't think of it really right now outside of her any other name that really would intrigue me there's a couple names I've seen floated around that I'm just I cringe and I'm not cringe like because I'd be a, like I'm just I'm just like it's just not the right it's a fit. Strong word. Cringe. I, at I cringe them. because I I feel honestly is people will throw these names out not because they either know that they'd be a good fit or not it's just because it's a familiar name and that's what we do even in politics we don't vote for what we need we vote because we vote for comfort and what we've known and and that's the problem and sometimes maybe. Maybe Lois is that voice we need. Someone mm-hmm. that who's known but's not really known. 
And like I said, the experience she had with the previous Aloha Stadium, at least she'll have an idea of what goes on behind the scenes, everything that needs to happen where if they decide to go in that direction to, I know they're building out Clarence C. teaching athletics complex for this coming season, but should they start to move in that direction and consider playing back in Halava, she'd be someone that would assist or contribute a lot to figuring that out. Uh, I looked it up real quick. I don't know how old this stat is, but of 345 universities that sponsor sports on the NCAA Division I level, you'll find only 26 female athletic directors. So 7.5%. And again, that's not, I don't think it's completely because of just they don't want to hire females. It's just there's not a lot that even get into the that job itself, even on the high school level. It's just been more male-dominated, just like sports radio. And there's only a few of us that actually get into it and want to do it. Um, but yeah, I think she would do really, really well. Some of the names, this is actually a poll or it, extremely informal poll that Dave Reardon of the Star Advertiser put on his personal Facebook page. Uh, now that David Matlin has announced he will retire as University of Hawaii Athletics Director in June, who do you think should be the new AD? And Am I going to get mad? Am I going to get mad? <laughs> I don't know. It's a mix of getting mad and just laughing. Most of these aren't even serious, but it's just funny. Like someone said, I won't say the names because this is on a personal Facebook and it's not like how I do on my Twitter where people I let people know mad. that I will talk about them on the show. So I won't mention who says what. Uh, if you follow David Matt or David Matt and Dave Reardon on Facebook, then you can go check it out yourself. Like someone said me. <laughs> um, someone said obviously somebody from Hawaii. I don't know how serious this one is, but they said Kanoa Lehi. <laughs> I love Kanoa, but um yeah, we can't go from being a broadcaster, even if he's on ESPN TV. Um, <laughs> he's big time and on ESPN television doing basketball. But uh, yeah, that won't happen. But I think this guy might be kind of serious because he says he is young enough to come back to do what he loves and he would make a legendary impact on the UH and the entire state. He also understands the magnitude of the job. He loves UH sports and he has enough clout to make things happen. Kanoa will never be on UH's radar because they can't control him. And once again, UH will bring in some accountant, political bleep, who will never make a difference. Do people realize though? Track. I thought this was a joke, but the fact that he's giving this long description, this person is serious. Um, Kanoa was raised on campus. Clum Jim was his playground, and his dad is a living legend that passed his knowledge on to his son. You know, Kanoa would be a great choice, Dave. No, again, well, we love Kanoa. Kanoa's awesome. He's a he's a personal friend of both Alan and I, as well as obviously a colleague in this industry. But credentials for being, even having a, a legendary dad like he does, that, those credentials do not translate into being the athletics director of a Division One program. You had uh, one of those line, paragraphs in there said, mentioned, in one of those paragraphs, there was a sentence that mentioned, they will mess this up by getting another, what was it, accountant slash political. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I need to make this very clear, people. People, do you not realize the University of Hawaii is a state institution? Therefore, you are really hamstrung if you don't have any political allies. And you're really hamstrung the fact that you are 
you're treated as a separate entity in which has to operate as its own. But yet you need the state to be on your side and the poli- the politicians to be on your side. Yet you're you're told to run autonomously. You need no offense to anybody out there. You need a guy who's a political sorry, yuppie, who's going to be <laughs> able to make friends with the politicians cuz you need their backing. That's how you get funding. And also, you're going to need an accountant because those books, because oh my gosh. because upper campus takes a lot of the revenue that lower campus makes and creates, you're going to need an accountant to figure out really how to balance those budgets and make it at least palatable, I should say, for lack of better words, so you can stomach it because it's not going to be, you're never going to be even or make money the way the monies are allotted at the University of Hawaii in the state. So I I need people to start recognizing that fact. Because if you don't recognize that fact, then you're you're really going to be disappointed in everything moving forward in the future when it comes to the University of Hawaii. And really, no matter what state you go to, it's that way wherever you go. (laughs) Breaking news. It's that way wherever you go because a lot of these institutions in the NCAA are state institutions. Mm-hmm. And I, I think people still don't realize, even the ones that are state institutions, though, they don't realize how difficult this state has it. I mean, just look at everything else going on over here and the cost of everything, cost of goods. You know, we're not exactly the same as any of the universities, say, in like Nevada or in the middle of the country in the Midwest, where you can get things for a lot cheaper there and the budget will stretch a lot further than it you does here in You don't have casino money in like Nevada, like you do in Nevada also. Yeah. A lot of that casino money goes towards, you know, uh, the the schooling and education system. Well, and that, that Fertitta football facility, I mean, when we did a tour of that, and actually I was with David Matlin when we did a tour of it, and I think they said it cost like 40 million or something to build that out. And then I remember kind of asking David, oh, how much would this cost to build in Hawaii? And About he was 80. like, yeah, he was, at that time, like 70. But yeah, p- probably now it would be 80. But you're just, that's how much of a difference you're looking at where if you're it's in- It's a two to one cost ratio. You're like, you have to manage a little bit of money and make it stretch as much as you can to try to be successful. Um, some of the other things, this is someone who almost is like he's describing- David Matlin in a way, but uh, someone said, I think someone with excellent budgeting and analytical skills, as we just mentioned. David. Someone that understands the culture and people of Hawaii. David. And the importance of sports in the islands. David. And Lois Mannion. Not necessarily Walter Todd's ex-CEO of First Hawaiian Bank, but to me, someone like that who is very respected in the state, is well-connected with boosters and organizations with money, is from the island, but also has deep connections to some top-level individuals on the mainland, as well as internationally. Again, sounds like you're just describing David Matlin as someone who had that experience. Again, his experience, not only, well, he's a Michigan grad, but he also went to Scheidler over here to get his business to study business. And he also has a lot of very big partners from the Major League Baseball ranks that, you know, help guide him and, and mentor him as well. The one thing I worry about Lois, like as, as we talk about her name, is does she have the connections on the mainland? Because you do need those at times. And I'm not sure her, you know, her background with the mainland connections. So that would be the only thing. Um, I'm going to throw a name out here. Because I wouldn't, to be fair, I wouldn't be opposed to it. What about revisiting Jim, a, a person like Jim Donovan, who's now get, garnered more more kind of experience 
And he's got those mainland connections now being at Cal State Fullerton. He's turned those programs around. What about a guy like maybe bringing him back? Ooh, I don't mind that one. Hold that thought. We'll discuss that when we come back on Wake Up in the Den. Welcome back to all of you, the beautifulest of all the beautiful people. Let's wake up in the den. Kule Agbayani, Alan Mia, uh, discussing potential candidates. Well, I already gave my who I would would be my first choice. Not saying that she has applied or anything in that lowest man and who is currently the associate athletics director. But Alan, before the break, brought up a former athletic director in Jim Donovan, which I... Personally, he's another one that I think he was the AD when I first started at our previous station. So he's like the first AD that I met. And he was another good human, always very genuine, always was very caring. And then just unfortunately, he's the one that took the blame for the wonder blunder. And that's why he's no longer with us. But from all accounts, he seems to be doing just fine there at Cal State Fullerton. So I don't know if he would come back considering how the university did him dirty like that. But I I don't I don't hate the idea of that being your suggestion because Dave or Dave, Jim Donovan, I don't think did a bad job. Again, he just unfortunately had to take the blame for everybody else, which is pretty much what the AD does or like in any business, the manager or the head of whatever always has to take the blame for something that goes extremely wrong. Um, some of the other names put in here, Blaine Geisen. Um, I like Blaine. Blaine's a, Blaine's a good person and at Kamehameha Schools and being the executive director of the ILH. But again, I don't think it's enough credentials to run a Division One program. Um, a lot more June in June. June Jones. <laughs> Someone said, just say no to Rolo. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Uh, Jesse Sapolu, uh, Tita Ahuna, who I I believe she's still at Punahou. But once again, I don't think enough credentials to jump from being high in a high school athletic director to Division One. Um, and someone else said Jim Donovan. This is an interesting one, actually. Someone on here, and and we're we're referencing Dave Reardon of the Star Advertiser. He posted on his personal Facebook page, just asking an informal poll on who people. I get his Facebook friends think should be the next athletic director for the UH at Manoa. This is actually not a bad suggestion. And it's really like not one I expected. Bobby Webster, who mm. is the GM for the Toronto Raptors, Iolani grad, but, you know, local, but went away, obviously has international connected connections being that he's in Canada, knows the business of sports has dealt with that type of budget and a professional franchise team, but still is from Hawaii. So understands what it would be like in Hawaii. Again, this is no, this is just, uh, I doubt he'd be interested in I this doubt, job. I doubt but, he'll make as much as he's making with the Toronto Raptors. That's not, uh, that's a pretty that's reasonable a idea, suggestion, though. right? Like kudos to the, this person. And again, I'm not mentioning any names because I'm reading off of this poll and 
I don't want to put anyone on blast for anything, even though this it's person. Not a bad suggestion. Yeah, this actually. one. This one. I'll, I'll mention this guy, Patrick Williams, friend of All Dave right. Reardon. I think All that's right. a good. That's, that's totally. Not, that's, that's one. I like that thinking out the box. Yeah. Local, but not. Yeah. And I only say not because now he's been on the mainland for so long. Yeah. Um. You know now you, now you've garnered kind of both sides of the the pond, and so I that kind of that, I like the right? thinking out the box. I I'm not that opposed was- to it. I just it might be a little bit different now that he's he's not concentrating on one thing. He's concentrating on a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's like a head coach and assistant coach, right? I I think when you're when you're the the GM of one single organization, so like let's say the Toronto Raptors as example, it's like it's like you're an assistant coach. You get to focus on one thing and one thing only. But then when you become the athletic director uh, athletics director of a university, now now you got to worry about the whole athletic department mm-hmm. as a whole, which is how many NCAA sports and and even non-sanctioned sports that are in the like the MPSF, you know, those sport is it too much for someone who only has maybe experience in one vertical, one lane, so to speak. But it's at like the professional it's like that's level. why that's why some assistants don't make great head coaches yeah. because now I can't concentrate on you individually. I got to worry about us as a whole. I would feel that way if he was like only a de- like a department for lack of a better term head. department head <laughs> for the raptors but he's the general manager so you are managing a lot even because it's a professional organization yeah but so it's in one lane like now he's got to worry about like you know now he's got to worry about like women's let's say women's diving and then he's got to worry about men's uh not that we have I'll, I'll, you know now just give me a, a non-Olympic sport. I mean, a non-major sport. Uh, not men's tennis. Sorry, just for lack of better, <laughs> just drawing blanks right on sports. But like now, he's got to worry about those, and that is, uh, and and worry about those budgets as well. So it's a lot more at, at like you're adding a lot more to his plate rather than just focusing on one thing. Yeah, he's the general manager of the Toronto Raptors organization. That's a lot to handle in itself. But now you're talking about the ooh, whole shebang. Yeah, but honestly, if you look from top to bottom, I'm assuming like NBA teams or professional teams have close to as many like individuals to worry about as our program does here. You know what I mean? Like because there's you, there's everyone. Let me ask you this because I don't know the answer. Down to to your interns that you have to work, make sure everyone's being treated right. I mean, we see the organizations and everything coming out with the commanders and the toxic work. Right. So let me ask you this, because I don't I to be fair, I don't know the answers. The general manager, let's say Bobby Webster, let's say the general manager of the Toronto Raptors, is he worrying about like managing the staffs of like the let's say the game day crew? Well, you have to or is he strictly or is or is is he guy that manages them, just like the athletic director. I mean, he's still and if something comes up internally, yeah, you're gonna have to So the general manager is in charge of let's say like like the the dude that runs like the game day operation. Yeah. They don't have another like like the VP of something would I'm just throwing out yeah. titles for that kind of stuff. Like the general manager <laughs> wouldn't be just concerned with because he's got a lot to worry about. Like you know, yeah. you're talking about the salary cap. You're talking about like yeah. the salaries of each player and, and negotiating those. Dude, like and see the fact that you got to well, although it's not like managing a hard cap like you do in the NFL, but still you have to worry actually, about it no, nonetheless. That's not true. <laughs> we do kind of have a hard cap here because we're only allowed to spend what the damn no. That's what I mean. So it would that's what I mean. Like, but in the NBA, it's not a hard cap like the NFL is. But you still need to be mindful of your spending and. 
Again, this is all just fun to speculate. I really doubt he would come back and be an athletics director, but... Hey, Bobby, you want to come back home? For, like, probably a fraction of what you get paid and more stress. Can't be worse than in Toronto right now. <laughs> it's cold over there. Although Canada is... Canada's beautiful, don't aside from the Aside from the weather, the people and stuff, just, I mean, Canada's like Hawaii. Just, yeah, it's just darn cold, though. Like, not about that cold. <laughs> yeah. So he might want to come back. But anyways, I want, yeah, that that to me was probably the best outside of the box answer that I saw in this. Uh, a couple of other ones before we go to break. Dave Reardon said a friend suggested Ken Neil Matalolo. Interesting. Interesting, um, actually. Definitely checks the box of, you know, people would want to support the university. He has ties all across the country and, and especially here in Hawaii. Already has a couple of houses in the state. So moving back wouldn't be a problem. I think he was just the highest paid military. I know. Actually, the highest. I think I think they call him the highest paid U.S. government employee. Huh. I think it was something like that. Well, it's kind of like here where the highest paid state employee is the football coach. I know. Isn't that something? Yeah. Anyway, but that's not a bad idea. Yeah, also. it's interesting. You know, and I know what I said before about taking a head football coach and being an athletic director, as we were talking about with June. But I don't know. For some reason, Ken seems a little more intriguing than someone like June. I don't know. But that that was another. I'm just trying to say we need to move. I'm just trying to say we need to move on from the the June Jones talk. Like there's there's a place in time and this ain't it. But someone said June in June. How perfect is that, Alan? You can't even say that with a straight face. That's the thing that, like, I was trying to see if, like, you were going to hold that one in, and you couldn't even. That's cute. They tried to be, like, you know. JJ. June June, June. June and June. JJ. June Jones. June it all June. matches. It all makes sense. Make it happen. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Someone actually put, obviously, this is a joke, Todd Cram. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You people are so funny. I actually would rather you put these joking ones than be serious on someone that's from left field. Uh, last but not least on here by Alan's good friend. I guess I kind of know him too. <laughs> Suggestion by Harrison Kuroda. Uh, Keith Amemiya. I actually threw that in. Formerly, you know, had his stint in politics. Oh. Formerly with the HHSAA for a long time before getting into politics. And I will leave that at, at that unless you have one last thing to say about that one. I... That one, uh, I don't, that should tell you. Um, <laughs> I understand why, because when you did that checklist of like, mm-hmm. when the, from that one, that one um, uh, friend of Dave who was saying like, oh, someone that's, you know, this and that and that, I kind of thought to myself, I'm like, well, Keith Amamiya checks all those boxes, so. And he's worked in athletics before, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and especially like his biggest coup de grace is, is literally, he he got the OIA and the ILH to talk to each other when at one time they would not, and and so he was able That's to bring true. he was he was able to bring two parties together that really wanted no part of each other to the table to sit in and say like hey we kind of we gotta kind of gotta play each other, um, and do things together, and so that was pretty darn big because I don't know I'm just. There's something about it I'm not sold on that I don't know if he's the right fit for the University of Hawaii. You want I think because they're champing for Lois Manning. I think we're champing. I, I think yeah, Lois Manning, Bobby Webster, or Bobby Webster, or Jim <laughs> but Donovan. Bobby, Bobby Webster is Webster is a little more far fetched. That's more of like a 
hey, let's live in sunshine and rainbow land. And well, I don't know. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see when I'm trying to live in y'all's land, you know, where everything, <laughs> is, sun, where everything is sunshine and rainbows and we get everything we could ever yeah. want. Iolani Grad, general manager for the Toronto Raptors, wants to come back and be the athletics director for the University of Hawaii, where you barely have, you go from having multi-millions of dollars at your disposable, disposable, disposal to, uh, here is like five, five dollars. <laughs> go make miracles, Bobby. <laughs> All right. Uh, when we come back, we'll wrap things up here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Girl, you must let me know, me know. this University of Hawaii at Manoa Athletics Director situation in case you missed it. David Matlin is set to retire in June of this year, so we wish him all the best, but it's been a, a fun show just throwing out suggestions and seeing everyone else's suggestions on who they think should be the next athletic director because, yeah, it's a very, I don't know who would want that job. It's a very difficult job, so shout out to anyone that's even considering applying. Yeah. Best of luck to whoever wants to take over in the middle of trying to figure out the stadium situation and throw out a name there. No here. budget. Bobby Petrino. He's in a habit of leaving jobs. No, he would be somebody. It's funny that you bring him up though, because um you know how everyone there was like that those rumors about uh David Matlin like selecting our offensive coordinator, Ian Shoemaker, and all that stuff. And basically, David Matlin has a say in who gets hired on a coaching staff only to make sure that they are not evil, basically. Other than that, like he doesn't step in in terms of their football knowledge. And Bobby Petrino is a prime example of somebody that David Matlin would probably not be allowed to hire because of his track record. Um, I mean, if you Google him, like the first picture that comes up is him all bust up with the neck brace. Back when he was, I believe, in Arkansas, he had, he was on a motor. He didn't come clean about what exactly. See, I told you, he Googled it. <laughs> and normally I wouldn't laugh at somebody's uh, situation like that, but he was in a motorcycle accident because he was with a woman that was on the coaching staff I believe when he was at Arkansas and he was having a, an affair with her. So he was on the motorcycle with her and got into that. So he was trying to obviously be sneaky and that happened. That's what happens. There you go. Karma is what happened to him, but he's not exactly the best person. He's always the guy looking for the next job. Actually, Jeremy mouse of uh, the mountain West wire. He had tweeted about it yesterday when it was announced that Bobby Petrino was leaving UNLV, uh, after what three weeks on the job if he was even working at all to go to join Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M he's a very good football coach though he he is his offenses have been very successful it's not one you want he, leading the program yeah he coached he coached Lamar Jackson out at Louisville you know Heisman Trophy winner at the time so he's a good X's and O guy but he's not exactly the best human being and he would be someone that David Matlin if say Timmy Chang wanted to get him would be like uh I don't think he's the best fit for a program where we kind of like to have good people here <laughs> because yeah do yourself a favor and if you guys want to laugh just google him and 
he has the neck brace because he was in that motorcycle accident with doing the naughty things that he shouldn't have been doing. Shame, shame, shame. But once again, UNLV has hired and lost a coach. That has, I swear, within the last couple of years, that's happened a lot. Chris Beard, who has his own, again, he has his own personal issues going on right now. A good basketball coach, but not so good on the personal side. And so maybe it's for the best that these guys are leaving because I think it worked UNLV, out. I think UNLV dodged some bullets, so I, you know... And they made a great hire, too, the other day. So Yeah, tell everybody about Malia Shoji. Yeah, Malia Shoji, the niece of, of every, everyone's well-beloved coach here, Dave Shoji, is now the new head coach for UNLV Women's Volleyball. Uh, coming from after spending, I think, seven seasons with uh, the University of Utah. And so she's going to take over a program. And so we'll be seeing a lot of her figuring that she's at UNLV. Yeah, so she was the teams at Utah she was the associate head coach under their longtime coach in Beth Lanier and Utah had qualified for the NCAA tournament for the past six years reaching two sweet 16s and the Utes have also finished third in the Pac-12 one of the premier volleyball conferences for three straight seasons so again chickens in just talking about it I mean just to have another shoji leading a, a program and a program on the ninth island I, I mean, think her dad was a coach too right I mean, I feel like that entire family uh, yeah. is just like the volleyball The volleyball family. gurus. Kind of reminds me of the Choi's here where you oh, have yeah. Barney Choi is like the really re- well-respected youth volleyball coach here. And he, both his kids, Bailey Choi and Elu, play collegiate, or Bailey since graduated, but played collegiate volleyball actually at Utah too, before the University of Hawaii. And then, yeah. And then now Elu with the back-to-back national champion men's volleyball team. So that's pretty exciting. I think that's a good hire for UNLV. And a good, I'm pretty sure they they she's not going to go anywhere like these other coaches. I just can't imagine. But like I said, UNLV, whoo. She's got to get like, past that 20-day mark. If, you get, if you're past the 20-day mark, you're golden. So, you got you got to coach for life. <laughs> you UNLV, yeah. You just got to get past 20 days. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, and it's just crazy. You got your I, other half is gonna get mad at me that I'm no, making fun of you. And that's why I'm so well versed with everything going on is because he, the other half is a UNLV grad. So I'm constantly in the know for UNLV because it's like, yeah, this coach and that coach and, um, and actually, so it's funny, right? Because their men's basketball coach is Kevin Kruger. Is that his first yes, name? Yes, it's yeah. Lon Lon uh, Lon Kruger's so, son. Lon was actually at UNLV yes. back before he went to Oklahoma again for a stint. Yeah, like yeah. Before he got hired away for more money. So it's just like so crazy that UNLV. We think Hawaii, you know, losing Nick Rolovich to Washington State me, for more money was one thing, but try being UNLV where you're constantly constantly losing coaches even before they even start. You're losing them. Let me let me tell you something about the university real quick. The University of Hawaii that is. Because you brought up a great point just now that made a light bulb go off. You have to understand, Hawaii will always be a stepping stone for coaching. Unless, of course, you've absolutely fallen in love with the islands and you and you made a family here and you don't want to uproot your family. Other than that, this will never be home for coaches. It'll always be the stepping stone to the next bigger thing. And Especially that's if the, they're not from yeah, here originally. And, that, and that's the way it is, and you have to be okay with that. Yeah, but yeah, that's as long as we're not UNLV. See, I'm okay with it in terms of hey, they 20, come twenty day. <laughs> we're known as twenty day university. Not even coach a game. <laughs> twenty day you. No, oh, that's UNLV's new nickname. Twenty day you. 
<laughs> Sad. It's okay. Uh, fortunately, our team doesn't necessarily, we're not in the same conference, obviously, as the UNLV volley, women's volleyball team. So we can have two teams to cheer for now. We can cheer for our team and UNLV as we, Malia Shoji is the head coach there now. All right. Well, today was a packed show without even being packed. For Alamia, I'm Kule Ugbayani. Mahalo for listening. Bye. June Jones. Your brand new home for OIA Athletics. KGUAM. K236CR. Honolulu is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760.